So here's the question. How do independent adjusters and appraisers like us, who can't hide behind corporate logos, processes, and profits, who are spending our own money and reputation, how do we work in a way that lets us get work, assignments, deployments, and more income without wasting time or money in this world of insurance while we stand out in the crowd? That is the question, and this podcast will help guide you to the answers. My name is Chris Stanley, and this is the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Join myself and other independents on the path to non-corporate success in the insurance industry. We are IAs. Hello and welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast. I am your host and your guide, Chris Stanley. On today's episode, I'm talking with longtime PDR technician, project manager, and protector slash creator of the PDR family, Ryan Hampton, but I'll simply call him Boss. Unlike most heads of the Mafia families though, Ryan may be the nicest guy you'll ever meet, but he's a fierce advocate and friend to all that he associates with. Ryan has a non-profit organization dedicated to training PDR technicians, not just how to push dents, but how to have a healthy career and family life. Ryan has climbed the heights of the PDR and hail claim industry and comes to us offering some amazing advice to put family first. You'll hear in our discussion how Ryan feels family and people are the key to a successful and satisfying career. And I couldn't agree more. If you're an IA in need of a network or a family, I present to you the League of IAs. The League of IAs is IAPAS $50 a month membership that unlocks all of our self-paced training, discounts to the industry, a growing community with ever-expanding ways to interact and help each other. If you're sick of walking this IA journey alone, check it out at theleagueofias.com. That's leagueofias.com. But first, it's time to call and to talk with Ryan Hampton, who is the PDR boss. Hello. Hey, Ryan, it's Chris Stanley from the Independent Adjuster Podcast, sir. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, bud? I'm doing good. You know, it hailed a few days ago, so I know both me and you are on the tips of our toes. Appreciate you taking time out of your uh, busy schedule uh, before it gets too crazy, because it's about to get crazy, I think. Yeah, I think we're headed to Arkansas either this afternoon or tomorrow to get on some stuff that uh, that's, we've got lined up. So it's that time. It, it is, and it is, and that's one reason you know that IAs should probably pay attention to what we're about to talk about. But really, Ryan, we need to let them know why they should care about you as a person and why they should care about your story. So can you give them some insight into that? Uh, well, they shouldn't. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't consider myself that special, but I will say that I, uh, I've been in the PDR industry for it's my 17th year. Uh, before that, I was in the body shop industry for 15 years. So I've been in and out both sides. Um, my The way I got into the PDR business was I was a painter at a body shop when it hailed there. So I was on site for the first storm, and I saw what the body men were doing, what I was doing as a painter, what the PDR guys were doing. 
the, the PDR company, the adjusters, the whole marriage of all of these different companies that came at once and then they separated. That's an amazing thing to see. So I saw that. And then I've been in this, I've been doing it for 17 years. I've worked with pretty much every single PDR company, hail company, all the big ones. I've worked with them. Um, I've been on cat sites. I've worked with, you know, four to six adjusters at one time. Um, I've, you know, I've, I mean, this is just what I do. And anymore, the PDR industry is in my blood. I founded the nonprofit organization called PDR nation, which is a certification organization for PDR techs. Um, you know, right now I own a hail company. Uh, it's a management company that staffs for local PDR companies all over the country when hail hits their area and they need help with, uh, you know, handling all their accounts, whether they need PDR guys, managers, RI guys, adjusters, whatever. So I see that day in and day out. I see the problems. I see the shortcomings. Um, I see the good, the bad, the ugly. So I live PDR 365, 24 seven. So that's, that's what I do is hail. Yeah. And your name is definitely one of the ones that gets floated out there the most. And from my aspect, as far as the, the PDR industry, I, I hear the name, uh, float out there constantly from different angles everywhere. So you've always been busy. So IAs that are listening, you should it, uh, you should pay attention to what Ryan has to say. And like he said, it might not be something that he's so special or that I'm so special, but it just has to do with he's got the experience and the knowledge that he can make you better at, at what you do as an IA. So Ryan, you've been in the, the repair industry, let's call it. You're not an IA, but you've been in the repair industry in the body shop industry for a long time. So how did you get started in the repair industry in the beginning? My dad had a body shop. Um, so I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. My stepfather had a body shop. Um, my mom married him when I was six, seven years old. And I always hung around the body shop painting that bright metallic silver on my Huffy bike. And that's where I started at. So from there, I went into the Navy. Um, I was a construction mechanic in the CBs continued painting there starting there at 17 got out and just stayed in the body shop so it's just kind of it's always been in my blood it's kind of in my family wow that that that's really cool that you were a body man it was it was a family deal you know you started young painting a huffy bike learned to blend i'm sure at that point and then uh mm -hmm. actually growing up in the industry and then see, probably seeing i'm guessing man those pdr guys are making more money uh, from these these huge storms and the intricacies, like you said, of it all and seeing the different avenues that you probably never dreamed of when you were a kid. Um, so by you transitioning and you've been successful, I mean, and we use successful loosely, right? All of us are like, I'm not a success. Well, you're, you've been successful. You're surviving off of your craft, off of your skills, off of your expertise and experience. So what do you believe has been the number one characteristic since childhood even uh, that has allowed you to be successful in this repair industry? Well, boy, this is going to come off a little different, but I think it's my mom. Um, my mom was always a loving mom and she was, uh, she was a giving mom and she all, you know, we had six kids and she used to stay at home mom and half the time she worked, but she was always there and she was always giving to us and we didn't have a lot, but growing up, she was always not only taking care of us, but she was helping others. And that kind of stuck with me. It's a trait that I feel like when I say I'm not a success in business or if I am or not, I don't really, that's just work to me. What, what matters to me is the people and the relationships. And I've taken that in my life. 
Um, we're always helping the guys, but that has helped me in my business because it's allowed me to do what comes naturally, and that's care about the people. The relationships that I have with the PDR guys around the country and even some adjusters, body shop owners, to me, that's been the one thing that's kept us strong. You know, you can have a bad day at work or, you know, miss a dent or write a bad estimate, but if you have strong relationships with people and you're always trying to help somebody out, to me, that's been, I mean, you you say you've heard my name, honestly, I you've probably heard a lot about how I'm just, it's not about the money for me all the time, it's about the people. So to me, that's the one thing that really, I think, helped me succeed is having good relationship skills and caring about the guys you work with. Yeah, absolutely. Being a servant is a great way to get a good reputation uh, in any industry, but in our industry, sometimes it's really hard to come across people as independent contractors who care about everyone else or the whole as much as they do themselves because it is a dog-eat-dog world a lot of times in the, these industries as adjusters, as PDR guys. So that's definitely a characteristic that can cause you to thrive you know, and cause you to have those lasting relationships that matter, uh, which is really what this is all about, networking. It's all about networking. It's all about knowing the right people and connecting to the right people um, to make your career last more than one storm or one car or one dent as you put it. So, yeah, I mean, you, you're going to learn. I mean, I, I've seen you out there, Chris, doing all this training for the IAs and, and, and teaching them and giving back. And, I mean, they're going to learn. But And you just add good personal skills to that and relationship skills, and it, you're – you're going to be hitting home runs everywhere you go. That's just my personal opinion. So, um, yeah, I think that's the way to it. Yeah, so that's the roses. You know, it's the people and the good relationships and, you know, uh, that that's the good characteristics. But what what has been the challenges uh, to doing all of that through, over the years? Um. Well, you know, they're really having – you mean as far as the relationships with the people? Well, just period. And in, in your career journey, what is – been the most challenging aspects of it um the most challenging part is there's a couple things number one is the fact that we're in the weather business and it changes on the time or it might not be there so we're really dependent on the season uh so i've seen a lot of guys man you know not plan accordingly in their financial life um and you know if they're dependent on whether it's you know hurricane or hail or snow or whatever kind of catastrophe it is if there's nothing out there or it's been a while and uh you're not prepared for that that's been a challenge i've seen a lot of guys um struggle because of that so that's one thing in my career the biggest struggle has been maintaining um i wouldn't say relationships but keeping up with the growing trends with with technology and the cars and understanding how you know repairs change um composites of the metal changes the size of the hail is getting bigger i mean the whole industry itself is changing year by year and you really have to keep up with that or you get left behind so those that's really it making sure uh you know i've seen other people struggle by not planning for themselves and i wouldn't even call it a struggle so much it's just uh, something that you really need to pay attention to which is the, the growing trends or it would be a struggle it could become one real quick yeah, and what you said about the hail getting bigger and the damages um, just just changing and the metal and everything. Uh, we had Paul Corden on a few weeks ago, and, and he talked about, you know, some of the – I was like, Paul, your story – the stories about you are a legend, the kind of crap you try to fix. 
And so, you know, a lot of PDR guys are into this huge fixing of dents, like their impacts, their collisions, like this is not a hail dent any longer, but yet PDR is kind of evolving and growing up and maturing uh, right before our eyes. And uh, so, so you combine those two with the changing in the vehicles, the changing in the metal with the, the changing in expectations and changing in weather, man, it's just like this perfect storm of a challenge for PDR technicians. Um, so what though, as you've kind of evolved and you changed and like, you know, you're, you're doing, you're doing consulting, so to speak, you're doing staffing, you're doing all these different things. And so you've, you've found a way to change with the industry, but what uh, has stuck with you as the rewarding part? Is it those relationships that you spoke of that made you successful? Is that the reward for you? It, it really is. It's it's the day in and day out people. I had a guy, I'm going to throw his name out there because I love him to death. He's a new PDR tech. His name is Josh Clausen. Um, he's, I think last year was his first year full chasing hail. He's nervous, you know, he's out there, but he puts his name out there. And, uh, you know, I network on Facebook, so I see stuff when people put something up important in their life. And Josh has got a baby due, him and his wife, Amber. And he sent me a message about an hour ago and said, I'm a baby or I'm a daddy again. I'm like, awesome. So I go to his page to see the pictures and it's not even there yet. So I'm thinking, all right, he's sending this message. It's a copy and paste. He's sending it to everybody. Right. But he's continuing this conversation with me. I'm like, dude, <laughs> go spend time with your wife. But to me, dude, I mean, that is, that matters to me. I mean, relationships with people, that is by far the most rewarding thing. Uh, we did a thing called a hail readiness seminar three weeks ago this weekend in St. Louis. We had like 270 PDR guys, a couple of adjusters showed interest. That was crazy. Yeah, and, and well, last year we did a tech meeting, how to be ready for hail, whether you work with us or not. This year we did that in Florida to MTE. So we're like, we're going to do something else, get the guys together. So we said, let's get ready for hail. What do you need? What kind of insurance do you need? What do you, you know, and we put family first. And we had some wives speak. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, a lot of things were said good, but um, we put it together in ten days. And and you don't, you can't be if you really want to help the people and you really want to network right. You can't be all about your company. So, you know, I invited competitors, other competing hail companies, to come up there and speak. And there's four other hail companies, and then a couple tech guys talking about cars and metals and and estimating and all this stuff. And it, that's what makes it real. But yeah, the, at the end of the day, when it's over, you got two, 300 people there that, you know, are going to go home and be more prepared to provide for their family. It's a good feeling, man. I mean, that's literally, I mean, working is a means to an end. So, but if you're going to do it, put yourself all into it, learn as much as you can and enjoy what you do. So that's what, that's what I do. And that's what a lot of these guys are doing. So I will say the adjusting piece, it's getting harder, isn't it? I mean, with all these new metals and all the new double paneling and just the crazy technology with scanning and all that stuff. I mean, cars are changing just tough, man. It it is so insanely tough. And what makes it, I think, tougher than anything is, and we can kind of just transition to our topic. We'll come back to the structure of the story kind of to close it out. But this is a great segue into our topic, which is, you know, how hard it is becoming, uh, four IAs, which man, if you think about the, those perfect stories for the PDR guys, the same thing's happening on the IA say IA side, you have 
like you said, the double panels changing. You have the metal changing. You have scanner. Now diagnostics have to be performed on a lot of cars when you drop the headliner or the sunroof or whatever. I don't even know. It might be door trim now for all I know. It's changing mm-hmm. so fast. And then you combine that with PDR is a more accepted form. It's more readily used. The IAs are being used through PDR companies from insurance companies which creates this uh, little bit of a, a power struggle inside to say, no, 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 we don't R&I that. We don't give 25% markup on double metal. And so you and I were talking just briefly saying, man, this is hard to be an IA and to please all it parties. Is. So kind of what are you seeing inside the realm before we come to maybe some solutions? What are the problems? What are the, the, the weird friction points that IAs and PDR technicians and everybody's seeing right now? Well, uh, you know, you've, you've made some great points in the past. You hit the nail on the head. There's, that's just, there's just a problem when, when, when there's the power struggle there because you've got to, I mean, as an IA, depending on who's hired you, is it the body shop that's hired you? Is it the PDR company? Is it the insurance company? Who's hiring you? And then who are you responsible for? And how do you, you know, if you're, if you're working for the insurance company at a body shop at a catch drive, body shop wants the estimate to be right. Insurance companies, they want to make sure the claims are handled as fast as possible. I don't know that they really want it. I mean, you hear all the rumors, oh, they just want it low. I don't know that they really do. I think they want their customer taken care of as fast as possible. And if you can make an accurate estimate at the same time, I don't think they're going to be upset at that. So you, if you can find a way to make all three of them happy, that's great. But I think that's one of the struggles. As an IA, you're there, and, and you might have guidelines from an insurance company that says, you know, X amount of cars per day or per hour or however that goes, and – in this format and then the body shops might say, well, we need to get less in cause they're not accurate or PDR guys are saying these estimates suck. And, <laughs> and, and I is kind of like that guy there getting taken it from all sides. And to me, if I put myself in that shoe or those shoes, how do I, how do I bridge that gap to where, okay, I need to, I don't need to make everybody happy. What's the smartest thing for me to do to get there. And honestly, between you and I, I don't know that answer because I'm not in that field every day, but I know it's a huge problem um, out there in the business. I see it every day. You know, you wonder why some adjusters are having a bad day and, you know, or PDR guys are having a bad day and there's, there's these, this friction between adjusters and repair companies. It's there because there's, there's no real combined truth, so to speak, in how, he should perform his job or her job, right? Yeah, right. And so, you know, the expectation is this for the most part, listener and Ryan, and I'm sure you're kind of familiar with this, is the expectation is you have 30 minutes to greet a customer, to look at their car, scope the damage, to count the dents, like, dear Lord, really, seriously, 30 minutes, and then to key it into CCC1 or Autotex, whatever the estimating software it is, and then come back mm-hmm. out and go over it with the customer and then start on a new one, all in 30 minutes while giving excellent customer service to that owner. Now, you and I both know there's almost no way you can give excellent customer service inside of a 30-minute window almost, period, much less counting hundreds, if not thousands of dents, factoring in uh, what's – is this a honeycomb hood? Do they even know what honeycomb is? Do they Mm -hmm. even know if if this is accessible to look at all the different variables and look for cracked paint and – you know, so on and so forth. And to input that then in the estimating software, it's just, it's, it's so fast. It's almost unobtainable 
And it's a recipe for disaster. It, it is. And then what ends up happening, and, you know, the insurance companies, they really do have the best at heart. And I worked closely with a large one. We won't say their name here in this conversation, but worked with a really large one, and they really wanted to do what was right. They wanted us to do it right when I was working with a I major hail company. They wanted it done right. But when it came time, you're not getting them done fast enough. We had somebody call and complain. And it's like, wait a second. We were bringing out the PDR lights, looking at it, taking five, ten extra minutes, and now it all falls apart, and then it all comes back, and the big MSO body shops are going, you're saying this PD, this roof is pdr but we're getting it inside under a light. It's got to be replaced. We're backlogged. This is blowing up citywide. It just starts this huge mushroom cloud of repairs gone wrong, right? And so it's yep. just, uh, yeah, it's such a challenge. But kind of we've got to find some way to tell these appraisers and I have in adjusters, and I have my own ideas but what's that? But how how could you make some? Maybe you could give some suggestions of how these guys can and gals can go out and do the best that they can do with some real practical things, like maybe some things to look for or some ways to navigate the relationships, because that's kind of your expertise. Yeah. So I will say this: in addition to PDR, um, we've also opened up. We're opening up our second shop now, and we're we just signed the LOI on a third property in the Denver area for accident and hail repair only um, using Cymac technology paint systems from Italy, the fast, you know, the gas catalytic drying systems, um, super fast processes, everything designed around getting these cars in and out fast. And honestly, it starts with a correct estimate and correct parts, right? Um, as long as you've got the right paperwork and the right parts, you can perform a fast repair. And that's what my partner keeps telling me who comes from the body shop side. So, but even so, it starts with a faster, you need to have that fast estimate if you get all these hail cars coming through there. And, and I don't know if I should mention the name of his app or not, I mean, but to us, so no, you, like you said. Absolutely, absolutely. If you're so, cool with it, I, I would. <laughs> well, I'm cool with it. Now, I will say this, in all fairness, there's another app out there who, the owner of it is one of my best friends in the world, but business is business man and this app out there it's called pdr mobile um it was developed by a guy who owned four huge body shops in arizona bill park um he worked for a large mso for a long time as acquisition and integration director and we came together and i didn't like his app i'm just being honest he won't like to hear that but i liked the other one but once i started to understand that it was more than an estimating app it was it's integrated you know you can it uploads CCC, Autotext of Mitchell, in and out. You can write conventional repairs on it. Our chief training officer has can write an estimate, a full estimate on this in seven minutes. And, and we've done it over and over. Now, he's done it a lot. He's a PDR guy. He knows what he's looking for. He knows how to use the lights. But he can do it in seven minutes. So surely... If you're, you can learn how to do it in 15 or 20 minutes, which still leaves you 10 minutes for customer service, right? Which is now what we're shooting for. That's the estimating and the inputting you're saying. You're doing it simultaneously with this app, right? Yes. You pull up the app. You scan the VIN. I mean, there's a lot of apps out there that scan the VINs, put the information in there. You walk around the car, same estimating matrix. You know, you pull up the matrix you want, regardless of insurance carrier, you put it in there. If it's a one-off, you can create one just with the push of a button. It copies it, and you change a couple numbers. You got a new matrix. You name it, you're done. So if you're working for Johnny Smith Insurance Company, I don't want to throw names out there either, and they require this matrix, you walk around it, one through five times. 
you know, on the fender, six through 15 half dollars on the rail with two oversized double panel. It's just, you're clicking buttons. You get done with the car. Then you see you got cracked paint on the roof right at the end. You click over to combo. You type in one hour body time, automatically calculates paint time in there. Um, based on information in the app that you preset based on that body shop's labor rate, paint materials rate, taxes if applicable. It's all in there. It's integrated with LKQ, so you get real-time parts on OEM, aftermarket, and used. That's insane. Dude, he's integrated with Estify, LKQ. uh, I've learned to use the word integration a lot with him. But... (laughs) But when it's done, he sends it to the body shop. They compliance it. It's an auto work file, I think it's called. That's he's the techno guy. I just love it. And they they compliance it. And they send it off. There's no more rekeying. Um, if there's an existing claim, they can email our PDR tech that estimate in a PDF, if CCC whatever it is. It automatically populates into the app. We change line items based on what we need, send it back to them. They compliance it and send it back. No more stack of estimates there. So from the PDR side, that's why I like it. As an estimator, same thing. We used it last year at a dealership, and these guys came in from this insurance company. They were writing numbers down on paper and then going back into the office in the computer. After 20 minutes with my partner, Tony Frazier, showing them, we were writing every car on this app, and we were done with that dealership in probably two days. It was amazing. So um, that app right there, it's just, uh, to me, you know the word game changer. Game, yeah, game changer comes out all the time. So this thing is amazing. So um, well, I'm going to be checking it out. And so all the listeners who are going, what is he really saying here? I think I know what he's saying because we talked like two, three minutes before we hit the record button. And from my, my best knowledge is this is, you know, a great PDR estimating app that then uses the AWF technology for CCC1 to create a work file instantly in your CCC1. So this is, in essence, a direct integration potentially. And I'm going to look into the pricing and everything. I'll come back with some kind of review for it because I, I'm fascinated sure. about this concept for IAs out there to, who are getting 100 claims. They got to go knock it out, whether they're on a cat line or doing field work. This is an amazing mm-hmm. opportunity for them. So I really want to look yeah, into it. It's so much, dude. It's got you can you can download as many claims as once as you can dump five thousand claims in there if you want to. It's got call center technology. It's just now I asked you if I can pimp this app, and now I'm, that's all I can talk about. But dude, we've we've discussed it all winter, and he's convinced me. I've seen it in action now. We've demoed it so many times, and it's, now it's in action. It's it's really changed everything we do. I mean, we, it's just, it's an amazing tool in the PR industry. This app is going, you're going to see a lot more of it in the future. So, and you did say integrated with CCC. It's not integrated with CC. It's just, it's integrated with Estify, but it doesn't have to go back to Estify and wait that 30 minutes to come back. It's more of an immediate, it's, it's, it's just right there. So. No, yeah, I'm cool. gonna, I'll check it out and definitely, you know, break it down for the, for the IA is to really, uh, get that, but that it, it is potentially, like you said, a game changer. So, Ryan, as we get ready to wrap up this interview, um, I gotta ask you, it, you know, you, you think back across your journey, you think cr- back across, you know, these 20 something years in the repair industry. If you could go back to yourself, you know, as your kid painting huffy bikes and, and come back from the future and tell yourself one thing about the journey you're going to embark on that would help you, what would that one thing be? 
it would it would be to tell myself to make more of a commitment to my my kids and my family to coming home more often. Um, I know it sounds sad, but when you when you're in this business, you're gone and you're chasing the money when you got there. But I would have made more weekend trips home. Um, I would have not. I would have. I would have. There was times I wouldn't book a flight because I thought, you know what, if something comes up. I would have booked that flight, and if something came up, I would have still made that flight. That's the one thing in this industry that people, we can talk about apps and numbers and claims and work and seasons, but families, man, it's, I, I tell the guys all the time, have you seen the movie Click with uh, Adam Sandler with the fast forward? When you, when you leave, and I hope this is okay for your podcast, but it, it matters to me. When you leave to go on a storm, and you're gone for a week or a month, whatever it is, there's no pause button on your family back home. There's no, there's, you know, there's no rewind when you come home. You literally miss that time. Now you can talk to them, but you miss that time. So do everything you can to make up for that. Understanding you have a job, you know, you have to do it. People have been leaving home for hundreds and thousands of years, whether it's wars or building railroads in the West, they've done it. But now, do what you can to offset that. Make plans. Stick with them. FaceTime. Book that flight. Don't be gone more than two weeks at a time. If I could go back and do it all over again, I would put my family as an actual event in my calendar. That's how That's how important it should be to people. I mean, I see guys and women, you know, families fall apart sometimes and struggles. And, man, if you could do anything, if I could change anything, the answer to that is to uh, – I would tell myself to come home more and make, make them a priority. Not that they weren't, but I could have done a better job. That's awesome. And that's perfect for the podcast because as I, as we face a lot of the same things that PDR technicians do, we don't know when the next storm is going to go and you start worrying about, well, if I leave, will I get replaced and will I not get called the next time because I left early or, or whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. you know, will my yeah. spot be there the next time? Will I ever get called again? You never know because you don't even know it's going to hail again, much less if you're going to get called again. So I think it's very applicable and I appreciate you sharing it because it is a huge part. Your family is, is what allows you to run this marathon. This isn't a sprint as an IA, as a PDR technician, as someone in this industry, you have to last longer than one season or two seasons to really make it worthwhile. This is something that's usually for the long haul. So I really it's, it's such a big piece, Chris. I mean, we have I don't I know we gotta go, but there's these guys leave all year long and then you got the local PDR companies that don't really do it so much. And I've I've made a separate mini business model of working with all these guys that say, Hey man, I'd take off for a week or two to go make some hail money and get back home and I use that to the other tech's advantage. If Billy Joe from Arkansas wants to go home to see Aubrey for a week for her birthday. He doesn't want to lose his spot, right? And the shop doesn't want to slow down. Gene Fetty from Pittsburgh can go there and take his spot. And there's there's no downtime. Gene gets back home. Everybody wins. So that's in place just so these guys have the ability to come home. A lot of guys talk the talk, uh, but you actually got to do it. And, man, you got to do it. You got to – families, families, everything. So, yeah. It is. It's awesome. Thanks for I sharing. I can talk about that forever. Yeah, me too, man. That's so important. <laughs> so if anyone wants to get in touch with you, Ryan, what's the best way for them to do that? You can give multiples if you want. You can give cell phones if you want. Whatever you feel comfortable doing, what's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have a need? They want to check out uh, PDR Mobile. I'll put a, a thing in the, the show notes, a link in the show notes. But what's the best way for them yeah. to get in touch? Um, my email is probably best. It is Ryan, R-Y-A-N, at the 300 advantage.com 
or my cell phone. I mean, it's it's a nonstop bat phone, 636-734-5470. And, uh, no, I enjoy it. If somebody's got questions, and, uh, you know, I'd say 9 out of 10 people I talk to on a daily basis I don't really work with, but I talk to them, give them advice, and spread them. You never know when it comes back, and nothing better than getting a message saying, I'm a daddy again, and it's nobody else. You know, it's, it's a good feeling. So if you got questions... Anything, feel free. Give me a call. Check out the website, and I think the PR Mobile website. You can probably put the link on there, uh, prmobile.com, if you're interested in that. But uh, yeah, that's it. And one more thing, we are going to have another hail conference in October. A recap. People have asked for it. We're already looking upwards of 400 people, but I think it would be good. What do you think about adjusters and PR guys in the same area networking, talking, and bouncing ideas off each other? Be amazing. Needs to happen. Okay. Yeah, so how do you feel about coming up there and being a speaker there? We've got speakers for pail companies, Snap-on. we got workers' comp, general, anything you can think of. If you wanted to come up and speak for the IA point of view, you're welcome to. So just keep that in mind. All right, I'm going to keep that in mind. And listener, keep in mind what Ryan said about putting family first, that family is the key to your success, that having a good, healthy work-life balance is huge. So, Ryan, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for sharing not only your heart but your business and what you guys are doing because it's awesome, and I appreciate you being here. Yeah, I appreciate your time. All right, Ryan. All right, see you, bud. Thank you. Take the next steps on your path to becoming an IA. Visit iapath.com slash steps to get your free guide with the first five steps to becoming an independent adjuster. Visit iPath.com slash steps.